In every film, there are minor characters that change the course of the story. Our mission is to explore those characters and give them stories of their own. This is BCD Presents No Small Parts. I know something happened that night. There's a memory, clouded and blurred like looking through a frost-covered window. The closer I get to the water, the clearer it becomes. But every year it slips farther away from me. For 30 years I've been chasing it. The memory of a night that never was. The ritual is always the same. I start by recalling the things that I remember. There was snow, wet snow that fell in big globs of flakes, all stuck together. It flurried and raged, gathering on rooftops and filled the streets. Like most winters here, the melted snow flooded the river raising the icy waves as they battered the shore. That's what I remember most of all, the water. For years, my life was about almost nothing else. As a child, I spent summers leaping into the ponds and streams surrounding our small town. I joined the Navy fresh out of high school. An exciting prospect until the war came. When the fighting finally ceased, I chose to live in the place I grew up. The bitter locals couldn't believe it. You've been all around the world and you still choose to live here? They asked me. My standard reply was always a shrug followed with, No one has ever tried to kill me here. So that's why I was there that night, working the toll house. It was a decent income and not a bad assignment if you didn't mind working alone. I've never minded working alone. I have been trying to piece the incident together for three decades, but my mind always tells me the same story, that there is no story. But when I stare down into the sloshing void of icy water, I can almost remember the lost time, the chewed tobacco, a man in strange clothes, saying strange things. It was Christmas Eve, a notoriously slow night at the toll house. I had just rested my head back when I heard a crash. I stood peering out my window until the figure of a man emerged. His hair was wild, his tie flopping in the wind. He looked like he might have been bleeding, maybe from a car crash? In the distance, all I could see were the lights from town. I watched the figure pass by my booth. He appeared to be in a hurry, but with no place to go. He was all urgency and confusion until he stopped to look in the water. I remember watching him, 
his hands shoved into his pockets as he stared at the uneasy waves. His tall frame appeared almost crooked, as if life had broken him. I began to wonder why he had stopped. Maybe he had found some peace in the water. The dangerous kind of peace. The peace of a hurried conclusion. Of a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Stepping away from my window, I placed a call to the police. Later on, I would tell them everything I'm telling you now, but no one understood. I had watched this lost stranger in the night and wondered who waited for him to return home. I wanted to make sure he made it there. I walked to my door and stepped out into the blustery evening. Then, with a rush of winter wind, I felt the world change. For a moment, my head felt as if it were underwater. I shook it fiercely, and when my eyes found the man again, his hands covered his face. I started to walk toward him just as the police car arrived. I took a startled step back. I couldn't hear their conversation until the distressed man began shouting. Looking confused, the policeman let the hysterical stranger run off into the night. I stepped out of my toll house in time to watch him run, half-dazed, back to town. Merry Christmas, he screamed, passing the town sign and disappearing into the darkness. The officer walked up to me, asking if I knew what had happened. My head began to throb, and for a moment I did remember almost like remembering a dream. For a few seconds, I knew exactly what I had seen, and as I began to say it, the memory blinked out of existence. S something happened. He was there, on the bridge. I pointed to the spot the man had been standing. And then, there was a jumper, a man. I trailed off as the officer ran to the edge of the bridge. A jumper? Are you sure? Hello? Is someone down there? The officer called over the edge. Silence. He turned back to me. Did someone die here tonight? He asked. I stepped backward and leaned against the side of my booth for support. I... No. I don't think so. The cop waved his hands in front of my face. Are you alright? He asked. I didn't answer but instead looked at my watch and asked, How... how did you get here so fast? He looked confused. Fast? I got the call a little while ago. I've been looking everywhere for that man. Thank you for calling that in. When I saw his car smashed into the tree down there, I knew it must have been him on the bridge. For weeks after, I would return to the police station with a new detail conjured from a dream. There was another man, something about Tom Sawyer and heaven. But the police were disinterested. Finally, a kind-sounding woman answered. She could tell I was distressed, so she patched me into the officer that I saw that night, a man named Bert. Look, you should just forget it. 
he told me with a confident tone. That man on the bridge, he's a close friend of mine. I asked him. There wasn't another man on the bridge. It was a long night for all of us. You just fell asleep or something. Eventually, I learned the name of the stranger on the bridge. He runs the building and loan in town. I have a house in a park named for him. His brother was a war hero. Sometimes when I see him passing on the streets, he looks at me as if he knows me. One time he even winked. And I wonder, what does that man see when he looks at me? What does he remember? But just as Bert said, I should let it go. But I can't. Something magical happened that night. I don't know if it was God or Santa Claus or whatever the hell else, but it was something incredible. I felt the destiny of a man shift in a matter of seconds, as if someone reached their hand into his life, changing it forever. So, when George Bailey winks at me on the street, I just smile and return the favor. It's as if we have some sort of secret between us that I'll never understand. When I look at that man's face, I see remnants of the man I saw that night standing alone on the bridge. And I wonder if somehow I played a small part in the magic that changed his life forever. But I've also heard that no matter who we are or where we come from, there's no such thing as an unsubstantial person. We all have our parts to play in this wonderful life, and none of them are small. <laughs>